What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, February 5th, and that means we are just about 48 hours away from Super Bowl LV, Super Bowl 55, going down in Tampa Bay. Excited for it, and we are going to give you a ton of best bets, props, picks, all kinds of stuff. Of course, you can dive into the feed. There's like five or six props podcasts already in there. Uh, we got a breach kicking podcast uh, specific to that. Larry Hartstein, uh, Jacob Gibbs is in there. And, of course, we will have a Super Bowl recap, barring a Deshaun Watson or uh, – Trade, Drew Brees retirement, or anything emergency wise, the next podcast will probably be after the Super Bowl. It will, we'll have a ton of live stuff leading up to the Super Bowl. So check out Twitch and YouTube. And then afterwards, after the Super Bowl, if you want to hang around and be drunk in the chat with us, you can, uh, you can recap the Super Bowl. Joining me now to preview the Super Bowl though and give out best bets, some DFS advice, apparently. Pete Prisco live from Tampa. Kenny White. Pr- whoring out for Tums on this podcast, this video podcast, and uh, RJ White. What's up, guys? I cannot wait to hear uh, Pete's DFS picks. This is going to be great. We have DFS picks? We don't do that on here. <laughs> Frank, Frank, um, Frank Stanfield is on the second part of the show. I'm, I'm like Burgundy, man. I'll read anything that's on the rundown. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Germans be- discovered San Diego. <laughs> that's right. Um, I am Will Brinson. By the way, speaking of props, we, uh, this, this is the biggest spectacle of the year. It's the big game and you want to win money. So go to CBS Sports football props game. Uh, check it out for a chance to compete for a million dollar jackpot. That's right. One million dollars. If you correctly answer all of the questions and the, uh, there's a guaranteed $50,000 prize to the winner of the contest. It's free and you can go to cbssports.com slash props or download the CBS Sports app to play. So check that out. Um, and we will give you out some props as well in this podcast. Unfortunately, uh, we can't really brag about being good during the playoffs because we've sucked. Pete Prisco leads the way once again, except mine, you lost $2 in the conference championship and that was at first place for the weekend. RJ lost 56. I lost 75. Kenny lost a hundred and overall standings after the division round. Pete, oh. Pete is down $84. It is in first place. So that's not good. RJ is down 87, I'm down 129, and Kenny is down 183. Um, we had $100 per week in each of the playoff weeks, and now we will have $200 for the Super Bowl. Uh, what do you, what do you have to say for yourself, Pete, being leading in negative money? Uh, we all stink. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I stink less. That's the worst. That's the only way to put it. And, and Kenny stinks the most in this competition. <laughs> we, this but we're all bad. If this was Jeopardy, there'd be no final Jeopardy. They'd just kick us all on the show. So. <laughs> right. Um, well, this is double Jeopardy coming up. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, we had an awesome regular season. So, I mean, we were, you know, Pete, me, Pete, and Kenny were in that 56 to 58% range. And we were just hitting every week. So we were kind of due for some stinkers. It just happened to be, you know, the, the most visible part of the season, you know, the playoffs where everybody's tuned in. So. What you gonna do? I know what you're gonna do. You rally back and have a huge Super Bowl. That's what you do. And that's what we're gonna do. So let's get into the best bets. Uh, look, there's only one game. Not a lot to, I mean, I feel like it is weird by the end of like the Friday of the Super Bowl when you've known the matchup for two weeks. I mean, Pete, how many hours do you think you've spent on HQ? Like, do you almost feel like you're just in this like, like you're a robot sort of just churning out the same lines over and over again by the, by the time Friday rolls around? 
how will they cover Tyreek Hill this time? How will they? I mean, it's, yeah, it's the same over and over, but I mean, that's what you do with a game like this. And it's no different than any game other than it's weird here. I will say that this is a weird Super Bowl. There's no fans walking around or barely any. Um, at least from the one team, you I mean the Bucks people live here, obviously, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hoopla right now. Do you think? Weird. Do you, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that. Do you think that'll affect the game itself? I mean, we didn't really affect it too much during the regular season. Well, those no. From if you're not in the stadium, it's not going to look any different. You know, TV. The games have looked the same. The league has been the same all year long. Uh, in the stadium, it'll look weird. I wonder if those 30,000, uh, cutouts will be cheering hard for Tampa Bay in this game. <laughs> no, it's, it's just going to feel different. And I've been to the Super Bowl. I was at the Gulf War Super Bowl here, which was um, unbelievable. That one, when Whitney Houston sang the national anthem, we were at the 9-11 Super Bowl, uh, in, in New Orleans. And that was, you know, different and, and, and really tough at times when they played everybody's name at halftime who had passed away on 9-11. So it's just, it has, a, this one has the, the strangest feel of all of them. Bar wow. That's crazy. Um, well, let's get to the game itself though. How, how will the Buccaneers cover Tyreek Hill? Uh, I think that's a, a big factor and I, I'm very curious to see what sort of, like, what do you think? I mean, you weave your pick into the analysis, but how do you think the Bucks will handle this defensively? Are they going to come out and be aggressive? Are they going to try and play like zone on the back end and, and just get home with four early on to, to see if they can force Mahomes to be patient? What do you, what do you think they do and how do you think it affects the game? Well, it, see, this is kind of a hard dynamic because you like to be true to who you are and who the Bucks are is a blitzing team. Mahomes kills the blitz. And so I, and it leaves you in a lot of one-on-one situations. If you do that, the flip side of that is they're banged up on the offensive line. So will they have to blitz as much? Will they be able to pressure them with, you know, just the four? If Shaq Barrett and Pierre Paul can consistently win uh, against those tackles, then I think there's going to be a chance you don't blitz. So it, I think early in the game, we'll get a feel for it. Also, how are they going to call the game? I think we've seen these playoff games. There's been a lot of grabbing and mugging and, and they let it happen. The Bucks have done it in the last two games. The Chiefs did it against Buffalo and they let it happen. So I'll see early on if there's some flags early, it might loosen things up a bit. But if I'm, if I'm Todd Bowles, I think you, you have to be who you are and who they are is an attacking defense. And on the other side, I went back and watched Spagnola against Brady in the Super Bowl. And he did some creative stuff in that game. And Tom Brady held the ball. And I'm curious to see what they do in terms of creativity to try and get Brady holding the ball a little bit. You know, one of the things they did, the double A-gap blitz, they'd fake it. I don't know if you guys remember the play. Kavika Mitchell stepped back off the line of scrimmage. They thought he was dropping out, and he came up and he sacked Brady. And I think they're going to do a lot of that kind of thing in this game. So having said all that, you can defend these guys all you want. If you blitz, you're going to pay. And on the other side, I think that Brady's going to be able to score points as well. So I love the over in this game. Turnovers, too. If you're a blitz attack defense, turnovers will happen. So that will lead to short field. So I have, as one of my plays, 150 bucks on the over in this game. I love the over. That's usually reserved for the Brady Quinn football show, but for a big three quarter, your budget bet on the over, we'll give it to you. Um, I also think you may, we'll, <laughs> well, we'll give you 56 because that's what it's closing at here on William Hill as we're recording this. Do we want to give him 56 guys? 
56 it is. Oh, yeah, 56 across the board. That's the number. Mm, number came and I, By the way, my score, I have the game going in the 65, 35-30, so 65. I think it's high scoring. Well, should have saved some of your budget for an alternate alternate total, you know, like a 62 or something and try to get plus 200 or whatever it is. 63 and a half plays, pays two to one. 66 and a half pays uh, a little over three to one. 70 and a half pays four to one. And 77, 76 and a half pays seven to one. If you were so inclined, Pete, to sprinkle. No, I'm not inclined. <laughs> uh, RJ, what about you? What do you think about this game? Uh, and, and how it, uh, how it looks from a just a straight up side and total perspective, uh, handicapping it. Yeah, I'm on the other side of Pete on the total. I like the under. I'm betting 55 to win 50. Seven Super Bowls about a total of 50 or more this century. All of them went under in regulation. Only one that finished over was that Pats Falcons game where it needed overtime to get there. It looked like it was going to go way under, and then of course the Pats rallied back, and it's still under in, in uh, regulation. And then of course they're tied, so it gets to you over. Um, the, the Kansas City defense, I think nobody's talking about. Obviously, it's the Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, game, is he going to blow up? Is it Mahomes? It's Brady. But that Kansas City defense had a pair of great performances in the playoffs against Cleveland and Buffalo. They played well against Tampa in their first meeting. And with their offense missing key players on the offensive line, I think Bucks could get a few more stops than expected. I don't think that they need to blitz as much. You know, I know you want to stay true to yourself, but those front four should be able to get there against that offensive line. So um, I think that there's going to be a few more stops than people expect, and it's going to stay under. And then on the, the side, I'm going to put 24 to win 20 on the Chiefs and minus three at minus 120. I know the Sharps will be on the Bucks, but I'm going to back the team with a better quarterback and coach. I don't care about, you know, the offensive line issues. I think they'll work, they'll work around that. That just limits them from going in, I think, into the high thirties into instead being in the high twenties to, to low thirties in their score. So with that offense looking like its old self, erasing my worry that I had in their second half when they look sluggish, uh, I think that they're going to get to the minus three. And I think there is some blowout potential in this game. I mean, the Bucks got up 28 to 10 against Green Bay and barely hung on. Brady had three picks. He didn't look great in that second half. So it's not like he's on fire coming into this game. So I think if you like the Bucks, uh, uh, there's value on the money line later, you know, closer to kickoff instead of playing that plus three. Uh, but I'm going to be on the Chiefs side. What about you, um, Kenny? Yeah, my, my numbers only have uh, the Chiefs. I, I've got the Chiefs a point higher in power ratings and, and a couple of big reasons why you, you lose another offensive tackle it was a, a point, a point drop off on the offensive line and Vita Vea coming back for Tampa. They gained a point and a half in their power rating. And I didn't add that on in the championship game because if I would have, may, maybe I would have just passed the side and I, I wouldn't have bet Green Bay. You know, it's amazing when you find guys like that. The Hakeem Hicks for the Bears. A uh, huge difference maker when he's in the lineup when out. Via Veda, when he's in and out, it's a big difference for this Bucks defense. And I, I don't think they're going to have to blitz because I think uh, the, the outside guys are going to be able to dominate the tackles for Kansas City. They're inexperienced. And it, this is going to be a close game. I think it's right down to the wire. Yeah, I agree. Reed and Mahomes. Reed's the better coach. Mahomes is the better quarterback. Uh, other than that, though, I, I really think Tampa's come on. I think Tampa's going to run the ball. I think they're going to be able to run the ball against the chief defense. And Leonard Fournette is a, is in beast mode right now. He really is. He's really taken over that running back position and he's the guy. Um, Brady's got so many weapons. It's going to be a great game. And, you know, um, RJ brings up the fact of, uh, you know, the six of the last seven Super Bowls with a total of 50 under because this is a different game. And Pete, I may agree with you on the over if it was regular season. But it's the Super Bowl, and and guys make different decisions. Uh, the reason why those games, I I think, looking back, those games went under and they were <laughs> going over, is 
you're so good offensively, you don't have to take many chances early because you know, you know what you have. So you want the other team to make the first mistake. And these games end up three to nothing after the first period. And now you need 57, 54 points in the next three periods. And it, it's hard to get to. Uh, field goal kicking is way down. Percentage of guys making kicks. Uh, guys don't, and, and coaches, they, they don't try those long field goals, you know, in these games. Just the fact that they know, they know there's more pressure on the kicker. So, um, I'm, I'm on, um, bucks and under, uh, in the game. I think I tend to lean towards the under as well here. Um, Pete's on an island with this. I, I understand why the total is huge. This is the first time the two top passing teams in the league have played against each other. In the Super Bowl? Yeah. That is interesting. And I, the one thing that's scary, I'm not taking the under in terms of my best bets or my picks in this game. Okay. And uh, the main reason why is that I think I'm a little worried about the second half just turning into a score fest. It, it, you know, I think back to – that I think it was like week five, maybe in 2019 when uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs went into Foxborough and played Brady and the Pats. And it was like kind of a bat, the Pats took a lead, the Chiefs came back and it was sort of a back and forth in the third quarter. And then there were like 28 points scored in the fourth quarter. And I just feel like there's a decent chance that we see some kind of explosion like that um, because of, you know, whether one team's chasing points or just because, you know, these defenses, while good, are, you know, capable of giving up these big plays and the offenses can take big shots on the field. So I, I lean towards the under for sure, but I don't, I don't want to get in the way of it. I just don't think it'd be fun to root for it. Uh, as far as the line though, I love the Chiefs, man. I think the Chiefs, I, and I understand why the ratings and like the power ratings and why the line is three and why the Chiefs and the Bucks are considered close. I mean, they you know, beat them by three previously. Um, there are uh, two teams that, you know, like the Buccaneers have been very good all year and the Chiefs played with their food for the second half of the season. But I think if they'd had Mahomes healthy for the whole game against Cleveland, they probably win that game by 15 points. And maybe this line is like four or five. And the way that they took care of the Bills, who were a really good football team, I mean, just dispatched of them. I don't want to rule out Tom Brady because he's freaking Tom Brady, but I think the Chiefs are just going to come in and move the ball at will and sling it all over the place, and they're not going to have an answer for Tyreek Hill. They're not going to have an answer for Travis Kelsey. Mahomes is going to be on the move. Andy Reid will have some scripted stuff, and the Bucks are going to have to toss this Leonard Fournette thing out the window because they're going to be down two scores early uh, when they go run, run, pass, and, and, and go three and out a couple of times. So I'm going to take the Chiefs for 50 bucks minus three. And then I'm also going to take, as a $5 alternate line bet, the Chiefs minus 20 and a half plus 550. Because that's right. I think the Chiefs might blow out Tom Brady. Yikes. 20 and a half. Is, uh, a is, somebody, is somebody trying to win the playoff pool here right now with that one bet? Yeah, it's five. It was five. It only went like bucks. 20, 32. Yeah, you, what would you win on that? 32 maybe? Yeah. 2750. I had to get my bets in before the show, apparently. Um, so. That's a, it's a novel idea, isn't it? You don't get it. He waits till after the game usually and he's still losing. <laughs> By the way, I walked in here on Monday into the, into this trailer that we're using here at the set. And first thing Debo heard was, why can't Brinson ever get his damn picks on time? <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you guys saw it. We're watching Sports Center last night. But, uh, on Wednesday night, excuse me. Do you guys hear? They, they, SportsCenter led with a pick six podcast mention. That was fairly cool. Kevin Nagati said, everybody that story. I just thought I'd mention it. That'd be cool. Kudos as, to you. As, as fellow contributors to the pick six podcast, I thought you'd be excited. Don't ask uh, a question by saying, this is a dumb question, but 
<laughs> I mean, has Drew Brees retired? What's he doing? What's taking so long? This is a dumb question, but do you know why I'm Drew Brees hadn't retired? Anyways, you know, I wanted to ask Sean Payton. Sean, do you believe that Drew Brees is delaying his retirement so the Super Bowl doesn't take away from it and everybody can spend two days talking about nothing but Drew Brees? Because that's what I believe, which is why he'll probably retire on Wednesday or Thursday after the Super Bowl once it's all cooled down. Your thoughts? Um, I might not argue with you on that one. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get to some player props. Pete, you have $150 on the over, which leaves you $50 left to spend. Something tells me you might just put a lunker down on a single player problem. And I am all of it on Patrick Mahomes over passing yards. I, I and that number's fluctuated. What is it at right now? It's moved a little bit this week. It is at give me one second, I will tell you. Three thirty two and a half. Yeah, it's gone from it was three twenty nine, it went up as high as three thirty four, I think, and it's kind of leveled in there a little bit. Uh look, he's going to three seventy. And so it's going over that total. And, and I think he's going to have a big day. I think Tampa Bay's got matchup problems. I don't think their corners are good enough. I know they've had a good postseason. I just think there's going to be opportunities for a lot of big shots down the field. And Mahomes, look, you mentioned Vea. He's really good against the run. But when you get that quarterback outside the pocket, I think that's a problem. And, uh, and he's kind of nullified in that kind of sense. So I think Mahomes gets outside the pocket and creates all kinds of problems throwing the football down the field. So I'm going $50. I only have two plays, 150 on the over and kind of correlated with it. I got uh, Mahomes going over the total in passing yards. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the opposite side of both of them. So hopefully one of us is going to finish. <laughs> well, that means that somebody on this podcast is going to have a good playoffs then. Exactly. So we can be like, yeah, he, he did great. Don't worry about this. So what the second place person had, you know, it's a, he won it with, with plus whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go under 33 and 32 and a half minus 115. So 23 to win 20. He's top 330 yards in seven of 17 games this year and not gotten there in four straight. And that's against a wide range of opponents, not just a Super Bowl caliber defense like Tampa is bringing into this game. Mahomes has played seven career postseason games. He hasn't topped 325 passing yards in each. And so is this the game he's going to set personal bests with his offensive line beat up and versus a good pass rush? You know, I, I would lean against that. And if the Chiefs are in control in this game, which I know Brinson thinks that they might be because he has that, that blow up at, um, I think the emphasis is getting them first downs, not chunk plays. And that's going to chew up clock. That's going to put less, you know, passing yards on the board for him. And that gets him to, you know, 305, 310 instead of in the high three, 300. So that's why I like the under on, on Mahomes passing yards. Hey, RJ, don't you think the number is bloated and they're trying to beg people to take the under? I mean, that, 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 it looks fishy. They bloated because they know people are just going to take the over. I mean, they put it up and immediately got bet up to the over and they had to keep moving it. So, I mean, they just know people want to take over on Mahomes because he's, he's, you know, one of the best players in the game, probably the best player in the game right now. First thing, though, I got to tell you, Pete, is the guys that are putting up the numbers know nothing about anything more than we do. <laughs> and they're just putting a number up and they're, they're, they're trying, they're trying to get two, trying to get two way action, trying to get bets on the under, trying to get bets on the over. And, um, they, they, they not one line that's ever put out there that's a, a line that they're trying to get somebody to bet one way because they, they don't want one way action. They just want, they want two way action. They want to go home. They don't want to have to spend any decisions because first of all, they don't really get paid that much. And second of all, they got so much pressure from their bosses because their department wins the least amount of money of any department in the entire casino. And they're always under pressure mm. and they don't, they don't, they don't want big decisions. They want small and they want two way action and that's all they want. And then, and, and I'm telling you, 
they don't know any more. They, they watch games like you and I, and that's it. So, I mean, look, I think Mahal, I think the one scary thing I would have about taking the under on Mahomes' pass yards is that even with elite, like, let's say they're up 21 points. I don't know that they're going to run the clock out by by pounding the football. I just don't think you can run against Tampa Bay, and I think Andy Reid knows it. I think Andy Reid will be uh, extremely opposed to the idea of allow of allowing Tom Brady to you know keep getting the ball on three and outs, down three possessions, and giving him a look to come back when they've already come back from twenty eight three in a Super Bowl before. And he's Tom freaking Brady, and I would I just think that they'll I think they'll probably keep throwing the ball even when they're down. So that would be my concern is that the game script. No matter, even if the Chiefs in control could lead to Mahomes going over that yardage, even if the total doesn't go over, because they might just, you know, grind up clock in between the the uh, the twenties. My point is the extended passing game. You know, you're going seven, eight yards for high percentage plays, and you're not going for those chunk plays. So it does act kind of like the the rushing attack. It's not it's not like he's going to have uh, 25 attempts, is what I'm saying. It's just that he's going to have a lower yards per attempt number than we think uh, if they're up big, because he's just going to be trying to get those first downs. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, there's there's only so many so many plays in a game, and these two teams do not play fast. The, both both teams about 27 and a half, 28 seconds between plays, which puts them right in the middle, average uh, NFL teams, and their their defenses are good, so actually teams don't get as many plays against either defense. So the, I, I've got average plays, 62 plays for each team in the game. Uh, it's about a play below the NFL average, so only so many things can happen. It's like people when you when you look at the win totals at the beginning of the season you look for unders because there's only so many wins that can happen but when you add up the win total there's six or seven more on the on the board than than can actually happen in a season because they shade to the over and everything they shade to the over and all the props and you know games can still go over obviously they do but the books have only lost in the prop betting two out of the last years they've cleaned up 23 out of 25 years because everybody bets over and everything and unders typically win on these prop situations but they sure as hell are not fun to bet especially a yeah. patrick mahomes under passing yards but you guys both have it rj and kenny uh pete again is on the over for 50 kenny is on the under By the way, 30. one prop i do like a great deal and i've put it out all week on our props here at hq is uh, i like chris godwin over five and a half that's one of my pre i didn't put any money on it on this show that's one of my favorite props of the week i i, I think he he caught eight passes the last time they played didn't catch a touchdown, but I think he's going to be a factor in the middle of the field. I think he gets nine, eight, nine again this week. Ooh, interesting. You know, one thing, I, what what about Antonio Brown? Is he playing or not? Do we know? Yeah. But they say he's getting better. So what does that mean? Who knows? If if you like the Godwin overs, I mean, I would assume that Brown playing is currently baked in and that if Antonio Brown is ruled out either today or tomorrow or even Sunday yeah. – that you will see those Godwin numbers come off the board temporarily and get marked back down. So if you agree with Pete and you do like the Godwin numbers, I think that now would be the time to take them rather than waiting to see. Because like if Antonio Brown's active, I don't think they'll scale a Godwin down to three and a half or four and a half, you know. But if it, it I, I don't know what. Although last the last playoff game when Brown was ruled out, they took it off and then Godwin came back at five and a half anyway, and he caught five naturally. Um, 
Kenny, you've got a, uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown's up right now, three and a half receptions, 42 and a half yards. So if he's ruled out, there's three and a half more receptions and 42 more yards that you have to, you know, you have to add to the other players. What's Scotty Miller on there right now? He may uh, not be up. I haven't seen him up because I've been looking for him. Uh, longest reception, 11 and a half yards. Total yards, 13 and a half. Ooh, I got Scotty Miller? Total receptions, one and a half under minus 170. Well, if Scotty Miller catches a pass, it's going to be for more than 13 yards. He's 15 and a half receiving yards at William Hill. That's not a bad bet either. I kind of like that. No. Like, uh, no, even no, even if Antonio Brown plays. Right. Uh, you might get him one-on-one and get a deep ball, at least get a shot against him. All right, Kenny, you got a rushing prop and also a uh, a spicy little prop parlay. Combo. Yeah, I do. Um, I like, um, as I said, I watching Leonard Fournette play last week, I mean, I feel like he's in beast mode. That, that 20-yard touchdown run, uh, he looks like he's in great shape right now. Uh, Arian said beginning of the year he's – He's our guy on third down. He's our passing back. We're when when we need to pass, he's going to be in the game. Um, last week he had forty four um, snaps. Jones had nineteen snaps, and I, I the effort that both guys gave, I see that number being moved up. Fifty snaps for for Leonard in this game, maybe ten for Jones. I that's just snaps. That doesn't mean he's going to get the ball when Jones is in. So I went under thirty five and a half rushing yards. For Ronald Jones, I just don't think he gets the touches uh, in this game. And then the other, the big, big one, I went $33 on that one. Um, I went $33 on the Mahomes passing yards under. under. And then um, the combo one I have, Tom Brady to have the most passing yards in the game and Travis Kelsey to have the most receiving yards in the game. And that's uh, $8. I put $10 on that to win 80 Ooh, I kind of like that. Tyreek Hill's a little scary, and obviously you have the, the – but you would think the Buccaneers guys will be sort of distributed more evenly. And if they yeah, I like Kelsey under. I'm, I'm in the minority on that one. I think they're going to focus on taking him away in a big way. Yeah, good luck with that. Why not, why not take away Tyreek Hill? I mean, I, I don't know if you've mentioned this one or two times this week on HQ, but how do they stop Tyreek Hill? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> That's right. I mean, he gave it 200, they gave it 269 receiving yards and three touchdowns to Tyreek Hill when they played week 12. What do you got? 200 in the first quarter, right? He had 120 yards receiving on touchdowns in the first Two quarter. Two touchdowns. Yeah. 75 and a 40, 44. Yep. They did, they did make an adjustment during that game. It got a little bit better, but they didn't have beat of A. And you, you know, he's only got seven letters in his, in that name, but his real name, he's got like eight names. No, I did not do that. To... His name's like that long. I would, I would like to thank Vita Vea for saving sports writers. <laughs> oh, no, no doubt about it. From having to call him big eight names too. King, Prince of Props. I got a bunch of them. Prince, Prince of Props? <laughs> Pistol. Pistol Pete. Uh, Disco, Disco Prisco. Disco Prisco. I've been called that before by uh, a former, uh, Colin Richardson. Nolan Richardson, the old, uh, what was it, 40 Minutes of Hell or was that Kentucky? What was yeah, that? that's 40 Minutes of Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I he, didn't like me. he didn't like me. I tried to get you a sponsor. Maybe we'll go with Crisco Prisco. <laughs> or Cisco Kid. Um, all right. Anyway, this is. Nobody ever said the Prisco Kid was a friend of mine either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I've got four player props here. Um, I'm going to take over Patrick Mahomes passing attempts. At 40 and a half, it jumped up to 135 while I was in the app. They must know that I, my, my computer must be sharp or something. I'm putting 25 on that. I think Mahomes uh, will throw 
I think he's just going to throw 45. I think that number's short, and I think ultimately they will have to throw the ball, even if it's short passes, to win this game and to salt the game away. And so I don't think we'll see a ton of running from them, and I think they'll come out passing the ball early and often. Uh, Tyreek Hill over receiving yards for 20 bucks. It's at 93 and a half. I, I mean, I just, Good luck taking him away. I don't know that you can do it. Even like at some point, he's going to catch a long pass, just like in a in a playground style situation for uh, with Mahomes. You know, if he's running around and they get some pressure in there, and so naturally, I'm going to take the over on Tyreek's longest reception at 27 and a half. I am also going to take. I found this in I, can't, I don't know if it's Odd Boost or Specials on William Hill, but uh, I believe it was. Yeah, it's on. Uh, oh, it's under it's under Specials on William Hill. And the first one is Tom Brady over 299 and a half passing yards. Patrick Mahomes over 299 and a half passing yards plus 160. What am I missing here? Both those guys need to have 300 yards. I think they get there because I think both teams have to pass the ball a lot. And I think, you know, if, if the Chiefs have any kind of lead, Brady's going to get there. And again, I think Mahomes is going to have to throw a ton. So those are all a little correlated, but those are my player props. Uh, RJ, give me a touchdown prop that you're looking at. Yeah, um, so we're looking at Mike Evans is 10 to 1 to get the first touchdown. I actually dove into the player to score the first points in the game, which cycles in the kickers as well to get 14 to 1 on Mike Evans. I think there's a good chance the Bucks get the ball first. Tampa hasn't deferred the last few times they won the coin toss at the end of the regular season. What happened was the Falcons didn't defer against them. And for whatever reason, they were like, Oh, that looks good. Let's try it ourselves. So week 16, week 17, they won the coin toss, didn't defer. Um, I think they can put together a long drive if they get the ball first, get in the red zone, get a touchdown. Um, their best red zone weapon is Evans. Who's had two touchdowns in the first meeting, he had nine targets, three catches, and two of them were touchdowns. So um, he scored the first touchdown in the Bucks' last two games, uh, and the first points in the in the Packers game was a touchdown. That was his touchdown. So I like that first points boost over first touchdown. Uh, and Tampa knows they have to be aggressive against that Kansas City offense. So so I'm going ten bucks, fourteen to one. Mike Evans to score the first points in the game to win 140. All right, um, Pete's got to go. He's got HQ duties. You got his bets in. Those are his best bets. Maybe next year, folks who complain that people disappear in the middle of this podcast, we'll get everybody on at the same time for the full show. But, oh, I got uh, another one. Public Pete. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what, Kenny? If you had been Public <laughs> Kenny, you might have beat me this year. <laughs> that was no, yeah, no kidding. I don't know, but you did really. Hey, the year of the underdog, the year of the underdog, you actually hit. 57 or 58 I usually take underdogs, Kenny. That's why you yeah, said I know. The other that I take I know favorites. You do. I take favorites. I know you do. You used to. You used to. Two no, years I ago. Favorites. Oh, boy. I was a dog player. Seemed like every show I was on with you was like the favorite, 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 favorite. But, yeah, no. you had a lot of dogs this year. That's why you uh, said no. All right, dogs Pete. Are, where's your dog, Brinson? Uh, he's at the beach with my uh, my wife and my son. And my I can get my dog. Lady, dog Super Bowl, we can get rid of the whole family. <laughs> I got so much work to do, honey. Get out of town. <laughs> so, hey, I, I can get my dog to bark on command at any time I want. Please do not do that. Uh, Pete, you're getting barked at to get over to the HQ set. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, I'll buddy. See you. see you. All right, let's keep rolling on these props. We got some more touchdown props as well. Um, ooh, I got some, I got two first TD score props I'm going to take. Sort of chalky. The first one. I'm going to put 20 bucks on Tyreek Hill first touchdown, uh, six and a half to one. I like that first points move, RJ. That's pretty smart. Um, I just think 
I think they're going to, I think Tyreek Hill is just going to be the focus of this offense. And maybe it's, maybe it's dumb. Maybe it's chalky. I think they can get a three and out and then an up top shot to Tyreek Hill on the, on a play. You get him isolated against Carlton Davis and it's a, it's a quick touchdown. And by the way, if Antoine Winfield is out of this game and we don't know if he'll be out until, until Sunday for sure, that is a big loss and a, a reason to like the Tyreek overs even more. And I'm going to put 10 bucks on Patrick Mahomes to score the first touchdown 16 to one. They have shown a, a willingness to use his legs in the red zone. I know he's banged up, but he's had two weeks to get healthy since that Bills game. Uh, and he rolled into, uh, was it Cleveland where he, he ran the option? I think Andy Reid, it's the last game of the year. They're going to pull out all the stops. They'll use those plays with Patrick Mahomes running down by the goal line. And when you get those jet sweeps and you have Kelsey and, and Hill flooding one side of the field, it opens up everything to the right side. And you can see Mahomes just strolling, uh, on an option player on just a, on, a, on a read option or uh, anything like that. Um, and, and, uh, when you have the, uh, the offensive line issues that they have at tackle, the best thing you do to combat that is move the pocket. So absolutely get him out on the move. And, and if the, you know, it's there, it's, you know, five yards in and, uh, and, you know, he's just got a clear lane. Of course he's going to go and take it. That's right. And I'm also going to take, this is, this got really juicy. So I ended up scaling it. I, I'm putting $16 on it basically to win, I think 10. Is that right? It's uh Mahomes over two touchdowns minus 170. If you listen to the podcast earlier in the week, you could have gotten it at minus 150. It's jumped, it jumped up again while I was like shopping, putting in my shopping cart on at William Hill. Uh, even though I couldn't check out, but, uh, two, over two and a half passing touchdowns from Mahomes minus 170. And if, you know, if, if they get out of the red zone and he runs one in, uh, obviously I've got that, you know, hopefully it's the first one. Uh, any other touchdown props for you, RJ or Kenny? Uh, yeah, I got one last touchdown, but I'll, we'll see if, if Kenny has anything before we get to that. I did not. I did do not have a touchdown prop, uh, but I do, you know, I do like that player to score points first in the game and notice that, that, you know, the field goal kickers are the favorites in that. And I don't think it's going to be a field goal this year. I think these two teams know, uh, kicking is for losers and you have to score touchdowns to win football games. I, I agree with you. I think that. First of all, that's how Andy Reid operates. And second of all, you know, it's could be, it's going to be, that field is going to be wet. It's that natural grass. You're not going to get great plants in it. You know, and it just feels like a, conver- a convertible fourth and two is way more, you're way more likely to convert a fourth and two with these offenses and these quarterbacks than you are to kick a 45, 50 yard field goal. And I think, you know, Bruce Arians has to know. That you can't come in here and try and beat the Chiefs to field goals. Like if if he if if the Buccaneers kick a field goal on fourth and short in their first possession, live bet the Chiefs. Hammer li- yep. live bet the crap out of the Chiefs and hope the Bucks make it because Kansas yep. City will Lions roll over them if Bruce Arians yep. plays scared. Yeah. So the so my last touchdown uh, prop is the last touchdown prop. It's the who's going to score the last touchdown of the game. And this was the one I had a couple bucks left, so I went deep into the well and took Anthony Sherman at a hundred <laughs> to one, put one dollar on it. Uh, so why wouldn't Andy Reid script a little used player, a red zone look to ice the game? I mean, it just seems like right up his alley. Sherman's had four touches this year. One of them was a catch. That catch was a touchdown and a huge matchup with the Ravens. It was week three. It, just, it looked like the presumptive battle for the number one seed. You know, it was, you had to win this game because it might decide home field advantage. And, uh, and he went to Sherman, you know, early in the game for a touchdown. Um, and redialed up a misdirection play to ice the game in that game. It was a touchdown to Eric Fisher. Uh, so I think they were up four at the time. They were up a little bit in time and that iced the game for him. So I could see something like that happening here. If it's a close game, you know, he has the stones to do it. You know, he's, he, he'll call one of those type of plays. So getting a hundred to one with Anthony Sherman. I mean, that's, that's a, a long shot lottery ticket play, but you know, putting a dollar on it. Why not? I like it. Um, I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, kicking props. You guys each have a kicking prop. What are you looking at, Kenny? 
I went back to the last 21 Super Bowls and I did indoor outdoor stats for the kickers to see. I read an article uh, a couple weeks ago that was talking about field goals all time, 40 plus in the Super Bowl or 54 percent. And the regular season, they're like 65%. So it's 11% higher regular season than the Super Bowl. It shows you the pressure in the game. But that is also going back 50 years, and kicking wasn't as good as it is now. So I, I did go back and I looked at the kickers. Uh, kicking is um, not bad. It's it's about 5%, the percentage, those longer kicks in the Super Bowl than it is regular season. So there is pressure there. But I went back and I, it, it, you just don't find many long field goals. My median long for indoor games was 43 and the median long for outdoor games was 43. Uh, I was amazed the kickers actually have kicked better outdoors, slightly better than they have indoors in the last 20 years. But uh, I think that comes back a little bit. Um, but I'm going to go under 46 and a half, the longest field goal, 44 to win 40. Again, I agree with you, fourth and two, fourth and three. These coaches are going for it. They know a missed field goal is a turnover. Uh, I think they'd rather go for it, put it in their quarterback's hand then uh, have it in their kicker's hands or feet. And my, my pick is kind of along that same line. It's both teams make a 35-plus yard field goal. I took no at minus 140, 28 to 120. I think there's a couple of different ways you get to this. Like you guys are saying, you got to go for it on fourth down. So that that would also you know limit the ability to kick long field goals. Then the weather. We've talked about the weather. It could be be bad weather, you know, wet field early in the in the first half, um, early in the game, and that could limit the opportunities for long field goals there. And then so you throw all that out and you just look at the map. I mean, in 2020 season, the Chiefs have kicked a 35 plus yard field goal in 10 of their 18 games. The Bucks have done it in 13 of 19 games. You multiply those ratios together, you get about a 38% chance both things happen or a 62% chance no hits. That equates to about 160, 162 around there, minus 162. So getting minus 140 is already a good price just in standard conditions, not worrying about the weather, not worrying about the situation, not worrying about the team you're facing. So I do think we're getting a lot of value there. So I'm willing to lay, lay the minus 140 on this prop. All right. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. All right. Other props. Ooh, man. I love this first one that you've got here, RJ, uh, involving a higher, and I sort of referenced it. I thought or early in the game when I talked about the under in this game, uh, but more points in the second half as a top prop for you. Yeah, you got it's you got to take lay one and a half points, and you got to lay minus one twenty five. Now it's gone up because people see the the logic in taking the second half slash overtime. So I'm going twenty five to one twenty on that. Super Bowls in recent years have tended to start slowly as teams feel each other out. You know, you just look to last year; it was a lower scoring one. Well, we've just seen that in the past. Seventeen of the last twenty two Super Bowls have had more points in the second half, including each of the last four. So that minus one twenty five is a steep price. So hopefully, you know, you're able to get it early. But I think even at minus one one twenty five, just having to lay one and a half, I like this. Uh, Kenny, what you got for us? I did uh, total players with a pass attempt in the game over two and a half plus a dollar fifty. So obviously, I need a Philly special, um, or I need um, a second string quarterback to to be in the game at one point to throw a pass for some reason or another. And <laughs> I, I like the chance of a Philly special better, maybe um, just a trick play, maybe in this game setup. Neither guy are really trick play type of coaches, but. Um, I, I'm thinking there, we, we may see, uh, we may see a second string quarterback in this game. What about that Travis Kelsey type thing where he lines up under center and takes a run in the goal line? He stops that and he pops pass. It over the top and then you get a touchdown to whoever it is. Anthony Sherman, hopefully at the end of the game. So yeah, <laughs> wow. What would that be? 
uh, Kelsey to Sherman for a touchdown. It's just a, like, a, we'll call that a whiteout if that happens. Cause Kenny and, uh, RJ will both, uh, both hit their props. So, you know, the other thing, I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I don't even like to speak this into existence, but I mean, Chad Henney, yeah. Something happened to Mahomes, you'd hit the over on that prop, obviously. You wouldn't feel very right. good about, you know, you feel pretty good right. about your Bucks bet. I'd uh, probably something the under. Something happens to a 43 year old quarterback and, uh, you have, you know. Sure. Or maybe they feel like Leonard Fournette, they got to get Leonard Fournette more involved and <laughs> that involves, I, I do think, I love taking the over in those. I know this is, this doesn't feel like it because you can't easily identify somebody who's attempted to pass. But I mean, we have, Tommy Townsend's got one for the for the Chiefs this year. Travis Kelsey has two attempts. Obviously, Henny has like thirty eight, and Sammy Watkins has one as well. So I mean, it's not it's not out of the question that Andy Reid has something in the bag that he just hasn't used from a a fake perspective, and you and you get one. Um, Gabbert's the only other guy that has attempted one for the. It feels like it's got to come from KC. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, all right, but I like that. Uh, I you also don't... get a you, don't rule out with the wet conditions a mishandle on a field goal, and the the, yeah. the holder picks it up and and just tosses it trying to make something happen. That's that's a. I mean, that's I don't know if that counts. One, you know, if it's a field goal attempt, that counts as a, a, a pass. You know, pass attempt. So that'll get you. Okay, and and as much jet motion and as many sweeps and end arounds as the Chiefs utilize pre snap. You can easily get yourself in a position where Miko Hardman or Tyree Kill is like holding the ball. And I know you, I don't think Andy Reid likes to take the ball out of their hands because they're so speedy. But I mean, you know, you do like a double end around. All of a sudden, Sammy Watkins has gotten, he's bombing one down to Mahomes again, like they did earlier. Uh, is that the end of the year or is that in the playoffs? They attempted that. I think, I think it was end of the year. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, RJ, what else you got? Yeah, I looked at the largest lead in the game. This was 13 and a half last year. This is 14 and a half this year at minus 110. Um, I took the under on that, 33 to win 30. I mean, 14 is a pretty key number for this. You take a two touchdown lead. Uh, this is a big line for a prop considering we're talking about a three point spread. Only four of the last 17 Super Bowls have featured a 15 point lead by one team. And I know some of those had, had a bigger than three point spread. So what maybe was Mahomes that? goes. RJ, what was that number? How many Super Bowls? Four of the last 17 have featured a 15 point lead. Nice. So I know maybe maybe Mahomes goes bonkers start to finish and we get one of those Brinson blowouts that he's betting on. But if the Bucks are in this game at all, and I think the the pres- presumed wisdom is that they will be, I think it's going to hit. I don't think you're going to see either of these teams open up a 15 point lead. So like 33 that. to win 30 there on that prop. All right, Kenny, I like that. I'm writing that prop prop down so I can go bet that after after we're off here. <laughs> um, the other, I, I will the game be decided by exactly three points? Um, yes, is plus 350. Um, it, it's, can you, it's a, by the way, can you explain that to me, Kenny? Because we asked this question on the podcast the other day. Like if the line is three, I mean, is that just a case of three is the number that will get equal money on both sides in reality? Like, cause it's, it's minus 450. No, it will end on three, which means that the books think it is highly unlikely that the line is actually correct. <laughs> I guess, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like right now, the money, the money was minus three on the Chiefs, and most of the buck money is at plus three and a half. Oh, okay. Right now. So, in other they words, it, it, to land Kansas City three. So, could, could it be a situation where the sharp guys like the Chiefs minus three, but they, they're waiting, they're just waiting to see what happens with it? Cause no. The sharps are on the sharps are on Tampa in this game. They're taking three and a half. They're okay. not taking three. They'll pass the three. They're taking the three and a half because it's a key number, and they know that it could be a field goal game. And um, okay. so it's like every book is 
they're taking hundred, two hundred, five hundred thousand dollar bets, and it adds up to whatever their limit is, twenty-five to fifty thousand, and then they're moving it to three and a half, and within minutes somebody's taking the three and a half for their limit, and they're back to three. Wow. And then they're back to taking hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollar bets. Um, uh, but that's kind of stopped. Uh that kind of stopped um about two, three days ago. The numbers haven't moved off three. It's been three for two or three days now. Well, I'd like to point out too, Kenny, that you and I talked about this uh on Monday after the after the division after the championship weekend. Right. Two weeks, almost two full weeks ago. We're, and you're like, this line isn't moving. It's not going yeah. anywhere. It's gonna be basically at three and it it has it has sat there at three minus one twenty for the most part, except as you mentioned, moving a little bit back and forth. But you like the yes, it ends up at exactly three points? Yeah, it's a, you know, um, I, I should have done the math here. I know it's about a 15% chance that uh, every game, you know, is going to land three. Sure. So I, I think with a game that is three, I did, I did the numbers years ago, games that are three land three, it's like 24% of the time. So one out of four shot, and you're giving me plus 350. Sure. All right. Uh, so I'm, I'm supposed to get $4, but this game, I, I've got it three as well. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that that's where this game ends up. So. Taking a shot at it a little bit. Maybe I should be getting a little bit higher. Maybe I should be getting four dollars. But uh, um, I thought this looked like a good good prop. I, I think because I think Tampa could win by three. I like it, RJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a whopping zero dollars on this one. The reason is we don't have a limited <laughs> budget to work with, and this is a minus one ninety. So I don't want to burn any of the budget betting it. But my favorite prop is probably will the team that scores last win the game. And that's yes minus one ninety. Uh, you know. Even laying that 190, yes, has hit each of the last seven years and 14 of the last 15 overall. Even if one team is up two scores, our D isn't going to want to give up the another team any chance to crack open the door and uh, and get into the, to this. So um, I don't think you're going to see any relaxing on defense in this game. And uh, I would just play the trends there. Uh, minus 190 is not a big price to play if it's hitting 14 out of 15 times. Okay, I dig it. Uh, and of course... We're not losers like Pete, so we're going to have some MVP bets. Uh, Kenny, you got a pair of them. And I, you know, no surprise to anybody. You, you're picking the Bucks against the spread. I think, did you take, you, and you like the Bucks to win outright, I think, just because of the, you know, the trends that usually the team that covers wins, you have the, the closer. Yeah. And so you have some value on the Bucks money line. So I, I would assume that your, your picks here for the MVP are going to be from the Bucks. Yeah. Just, just pick the winner of the game and you're going to cover the spread 45, six and two, um, all time. Um, I, I like the Bucks. So instead of taking the money line at plus dollar fifty, I'll take a shot with Tom Brady at plus two dollars. Uh, if they win, uh, eight of the last eleven years, a quarterback that's uh, been the MVP of the game. So good chance is going to be a quarterback. Um, so I took Brady plus two dollars for thirty to win sixty, and then I also took a shot with Antonio Brown uh, at fifty to one, ten dollars, um, and that wins uh, five hundred. Mm. Um, that's the way to go if you if you do like the bucks instead of the money line because people are going to be pouring yeah. it on the money line if they take the bucks they're going to take the money line that number's going to come down and oddly enough that brady number was plus 190 it's up to plus 200 so i mean you're getting even better value if you if you get it right now at plus 200 especially with the uh, bucks money line probably coming down with people hammering that instead of the spread all right we talked about that will remember on last monday that i said if you like if you like kansas city you should wait as long as possible because you'll get a cheap money line and you'll be better off laying that money line than you will be laying three minus 20. All right. Uh, RJ, you've got a long shot for MVP. Yeah. So I was looking at the, uh, the, what if a quarterback doesn't win? Cause you know, nine of the 54 Super Bowls, a defender has won. And then two of the last 14, you know, 10 of the four, last 14 has been quarterbacks. 
Two of them were receivers. Two of them were defenders. So I think the Chiefs go win this game, but see Mahomes limited a bit with those OL injuries. He doesn't have a, a 300 yard game. He doesn't have three touchdowns like you guys are betting on. Uh, so I went with Chris Jones at 80 to one, one dollar to win 80 bucks. He shows up in big games. He did so last year in the Super Bowl. His stats weren't huge, but he was knocking down passes. There was a lot of, uh, um, you know, buzz that he, he's just wrecking, you know, havoc in that game. And I think Brady can be thrown off by interior pressure. I mean, we've seen that time and time again. Jones could get his name called a bunch in this game. They're like, oh my God, you know, the Bucks are at 10 points, you know, and it's the third quarter. Chris Jones is really dominating this line. Um, so after some buzz that Jones was like a dark horse MVP worthy candidate last year, if he is having another big game, I think that just kind of compounds and he gets an even bigger push from the writers saying, well, Mahomes isn't playing well. We gave him the MVP last year. Maybe we shouldn't, we should have given it to the running back instead. So let, let's go ahead and just go off the board here to to the best defensive player in this game for the winning team, which I think will be Chris Jones. All right. I would take Mahomes. Easy money. He's minus 120. It's better value than the money line. Give me the best guy in the game, the quarterback that they're going to award for the MVP if the Chiefs win. Mahomes has a huge game, and it's basically it's not too far away from even money, which it almost never is in that spot. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, Frank Stanfield will be breaking down DFS. Kenny, RJ, great stuff all season long. Let's go win some money on the Super Bowl. It starts, of course. Patrick Mahomes, eighteen thousand um, dollars. I. I will let you, Frank, try and explain to me why Patrick Mahomes shouldn't be in your lineup. I don't have any, I don't have any logical reason why he shouldn't, unless you're just, you think he's going to get hurt or something. You're trying to, like, the only way you don't have Patrick Mahomes in your lineup is if you're really just going out there for some kind of random, uh, game flow that you're expecting. Because when you're playing showdown, like, everything should correlate, right? Or at least most things in your lineup should correlate. And well, you should, you should, Play the game out in your head and then use that game script to decide how you want to build your showdown lineup, right? Yes. And if you don't have Patrick Mahomes in your lineup here, that means you have played out some kind of game flow where Patrick Mahomes doesn't put up Patrick Mahomes like numbers. And it's just given the state of their offensive line, uh, going up against a defense that is great at stopping the run. I think all of those things together, the fact that they've just been passing as aggressively as they have all season long not just in the postseason, like the second half of the year, they barely ran the ball. I just don't see a scenario in my head where Patrick Mahomes is not throwing the ball 35-plus times in this game. Going his his, his over-under is 40-and-a-half, and it's just the over. Exactly. I, mean, I think given how good Tampa Bay is against the run, I don't think there's a way I, – I don't think there is a path to winning – I mean, okay, I think that there's definitely a path to have a, have a winning lineup without Patrick Mahomes, but I think the – percentage of that occurring in this Super Bowl, given what the Bucks are good at, given how aggressive they are in terms of blitzing, given how good Patrick Mahomes is, given how many different weapons he has, that you almost have to play Patrick Mahomes in showdown. And I so maybe the better question is, is there a scenario where you will play him not as your captain? Yeah, I think that you should look if you're playing a single entry like, yeah, you got some decisions to make, but I think especially with the showdown, like you want multiple lineups, right? Like, so you have to play out a, a few different game flows in your head because you don't want to just be stuck into one thing where like, all right, the Chiefs are winning the entire game. The Bucks are playing from behind. That's the only game flow I think that's going to happen because that's not really the case. Like there's a couple of different game flows that can happen. So I think you play out a few of those situations in your head uh, and you create multiple lineups, but specifically for this in a single entry, it's tough to have Mahomes as your captain. And I still think he's probably going to be, no. He's definitely going to be the most captain player. Like it's, 
everything I've seen is probably like 20 to 25% captain yep. for this slate. Um, but there is a chance where, you know, he goes for 302, uh, but, you know, Kelsey has like 10 receptions for 150 and one. And if he's in your captain spot with those numbers, given the full PPR on DraftKings, Travis Kelsey would actually be more valuable in that spot versus someone uh, like Mahomes. And you're getting Kelsey at a, at a cheaper cost than, uh, than Patrick Mahomes is. Yes. I think that there is definitely a path where Travis Kelsey is your captain and Patrick Mahomes is a regular flex outscores Patrick Mahomes is your captain and, and, and Travis Kelsey is a flex. Now the one concern you would have, obviously, you know, if you go with Mahomes as a, if you, you know, if you go with Kelsey instead of Mahomes, you're saving $1,500. That is a lot in a showdown. Um, especially in a game where I don't know that you're going to mess around with the lower, like it feels like the concentration of scoring, you know, we look at the, like, look at these guys who are up top, right? I mean, it feels like the concentration of scoring is so is going to be so high with these top guys that it's hard to really get away from them. Yeah, I mean, especially for the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey have accounted for uh, 63% of the target share in the postseason. So, uh, like, that's 63% of the targets from Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in the world right now, maybe the best quarterback ever. So, like, that concentration of targets – um in a game with this type of total, like, yeah, you want at least one of Kelsey or Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes. But, well, I mean, as you know, we're going to go through here building out the lineup. It's tough, man. It is really tough to get all three of those in because then you're really just, you're going to have to like, you have 10,600 remaining for three spots. Exactly. And you have to get, I mean, look, here's the reality. If this game is going to be high scoring and the total is 56, so we're expecting that. Um, you know, even if it's, even if it ends up going way under, you know, you still are going to have to have some, like, you're going to have to have some Buccaneers. You know, I, I don't see a path where either of these teams scores less than 21 points. Well, maybe, I guess that maybe the, the, the Bucks could score less, but I mean, I think even if, even if they're down 31 to 10, you know, down three scores, that would be the concerning thing. You're getting 31 points out of the Chiefs, but then the Buccaneers are going to be throwing it w- way more aggressively in the second half. Um, so yeah, you're basically boxed out of any Tom Brady, Mike Evans combo if you go with those top three guys. Do you think there's a pathway for the Buccaneers to limit either Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill? I think I do. I, I well, that would require you know like double or triple teaming one of those players. And, and if you ask me, and I said this, I did the uh, FFT and five. We did some props earlier in the week. Um, given that Tyree killed absolutely destroyed this defense when they played back in week 12, I lean towards the Bucks defense is going to send more defensive attention Tyree kills way. And if that's the case, then we probably see more work for Travis Kelsey. Like no matter who you try and take away, one of those other guys is going to go off. Is there a chance both of them go off? Absolutely. But it's really hard to get all three in your lineup with Brady because honestly, the most realistic game flow here is that we see uh, points on both sides. That's what the spread says. That's what the total says. We got, you know, a 56 point total and a three point spread. That means Vegas is expecting this game to be higher scoring and a pretty close game. And if yep. that happens, then we're getting scoring on both sides with both the Chiefs and the Bucks. Uh, so you want to find ways to get as many of the players on both sides as you possibly can. All right. So let's, I mean, I'm just sort of, you know, and playing around with it, you go Tyreek, Mahomes, and Brady. And so then you've got some access to the Buccaneers there and you have 12,400. Uh, remaining. So, you know, in theory, 
you could go Travis Kelsey and then you would have to jam in. I mean, you'd really be taking some shots down here at guys like, you know, Darwin Thompson, who, which is not appealing. Anthony Sherman is kind of interesting. RJ, he's a hundred to one to score the last touchdown. <laughs> Whoa. Ronald Jones is 2002. Even, even Byron Pringle, like right. you go with Travis Kelsey, you're like, all right, I'll just find two really cheap guys. I mean, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Byron Pringle's eighteen hundred, you know. Scotty Miller is thirty four hundred. This this is actually really good pricing, a really good job with the pricing by uh, the guys at DraftKings. I think. Yeah, and it's you know you can't even look at kickers, you can't even look at defenses. Even you're you're priced out of even those guys. So I mean, you can make it work. You can basically just get like a couple whatever hundred dollar players and just punt those positions and and hope that all four of these guys in Hill, Mahomes, Brady, and uh, and Kelsey go off, but. I think more likely, you know, you brought up Ronald Jones, who it's really tough to see how he hits big here because I think the game flow has to be like the Bucks are just playing uh, keep away from the Chiefs and they're able to run effectively, but like he hasn't been healthy and he played under 30% of the snaps in each of the, f- the first two playoff games that he played. So uh, I think more than anything, like Leonard Fournette is being used in the pass game, uh, but it's it's harder to fit him in with with, with where his salary is at there at uh what is that seventy eight hundred yeah I mean yeah exactly like you have you have playoff Lenny at seventy eight hundred Mike Evans eighty four Chris Goblin's eight Chris Goblin is eighty eight so let's say I don't really want anything to do with playoff Lenny to be honest okay I'm kind of out of the running backs here because I'm worried that even if the Bucks get down I mean I guess Lenny could catch a bunch of balls but I'd rather I'd much rather target the the pass guys and Mike Evans is such a red zone hog. And I think he has a distinct advantage against the Chiefs wide receivers that I could, I like Mike Evans on some deep balls. Uh, he caught two garbage, you know, not really garbage time because they cut it to three with less than five minutes, but two, two fourth quarter touchdown passes against the Chiefs in the regular season. And I think he'll probably fly a little bit under the radar with people either paying for Chris Godwin, um, or, you know, like if Antonio Brown is out, Chris Godwin's going to be turbo chalky. Yep. And I think either way, uh, Godwin's roster rate is going to be higher than Mike Evans in this spot. I For think sure. that's just, you know, no matter what happens, it's like if Godwin's hurt, he's playing with a broken finger, you know, he's coming off a game where he lets people down. It doesn't matter. Like people still just go back to the well with Chris Godwin. And I get it. Like he's a really talented player and it makes sense. Uh, Tom Brady likes to, to target more of like these short intermediate routes. And that's typically where Chris Godwin lives. Uh, but you know, the, the tight ends are really popping up here, uh, for the Tampa Bay side, Will, because Cameron Brait has seen an uptick in, in volume recently. Uh, and now we're seeing Gronk, who Gronk only has 7% of the targets in the postseason, right? But with that, he leads Tampa with four red zone targets. So like when he's targeted, he's targeted in the red zone. He has three touchdowns and four Super Bowl, Super Bowl appearances. This just seems like a game, like national stage. Obviously it's the Super Bowl. I feel like everyone's going to go towards Brait and, and Gronk is kind of sneaky in the spot. Will, if I asked you what, what the, uh, what the routes run in the postseason were for Gronk versus Brait, what would you say it is? Kind of like do a percentage split, maybe? Like, um, I, I would say like, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I think because you're asking me that it's probably a trick question, but if I were guessing, I would say it's like Brait 60, Gronk 40. Like, like if you took all the routes run, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, what, what are, what, give me the numbers. I, that was a bad yeah. answer. It, it's, it's Gronk 54% of the routes and it's Cameron Brait 46%. So Gronk is actually, he's ran 60 routes versus Brait who's ran 51. 60 routes versus 51? Yeah. 
Gronk has run more. Gronk has run more routes. I, Cameron Bray is being targeted more. Um, but when they get in the red zone, it is Gronk. So I think you are correct in that everyone will be on Braid. Yeah. He is going back to the pricing. He's 4,800 and Gronk is 3,000. And it does just feel like Braid has been the guy for Tom Brady in the, in the playoffs. I think that will be a storyline that, that absolutely exists. Uh, what I'm seeing is Gronk. Um, nine point about ten percent owned, and Braid about thirteen percent owned. So if Gronk outscores Braid substantially, you know, what I mean, like five points plus, like that's a pretty big flip, right? Like if you if you go with Gronk inst- instead of Braid, and as you can see here too, like with the roster construction we have, we could actually go Gronk and still have a thousand dollars left. I'm not saying I'm I'm not locking this in or anything, but just you know, point it out. Um, yeah, and I think the other thing too. I wouldn't sleep on with Gronk, Frank, is that, you know, not that they've been saving him or anything, but I mean, this is the final game of the season. You know, this is it. And Gronk has showed up big and big games. You know, they had that play. They ran to him over and over again with the Ram against the Rams for, uh, you know, for that, for the game, go ahead, score the game winning score. And yeah, you know, he's, I think he's in fine shape. You know, he lumbers a little bit. Gronk, Gronk always lumbers. And I don't think the Chiefs will be as aggressive blitzing and sending extra defenders. So I'm not sure that Gronk will be required to stay in and block quite as much. And that might free him up to run some of those seam routes, which, you know, he should be able to get some pretty decent matchups on, I think, um, up the middle against those KC linebackers. Yeah, and, and Casey has struggled against tight ends this year uh, as well. So, I mean, one of the props I gave out on FFT and 5 was Gronk to score a touchdown. He's like plus 250 right now, uh, and to score the first touchdown, 18-1. to 1. I, I don't think it's crazy given the way that he's been used in the Super Bowl in the past. Um, I looked at Brady's like past three Super Bowls, and he really, really has targeted these short to intermediate routes. You remember Edelman had a big game. James White had a big game. Uh, Gronk had some really big games with Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, last time they played back in Week 12, Gronk was the leading receiver, 6 for 106 on seven targets. So things have changed a little bit since then, but I think, you know, based on his salary versus Cameron Bray, I like both of them if you're just trying to find some salary savers. But Gronk is someone for me early that's that's standing out here. Okay, what are you doing with the running backs? I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be in there. He's 7,000. Daryl Williams is discounted, but still 5,200. I just don't know. I don't know that I can viably play any of those running backs for Kansas City. It looks like Hilaire will be about um, 17% owned. And Daryl Williams probably about, um, oh my goodness. I'm seeing like 28% owned. Is that right? How? Well, what's the, what, what's the salary on Daryl Williams? Five, 5,200. Five, two. I mean, he's a good, he's not like a filler, but if you're, let's say you go Mahomes as a captain and you can't pay for both Hill and, you know, I'm just trying to think if there's a, is there a chalky way how this ends up, it keeps coming up, right? Like, so Mahomes, oh, shoot. Uh, go back and do Mahomes as your captain. Add Tyreek Hill as a flex. Let's take out Mike Evans and add Daryl Williams. And that leaves you 3,400. Ooh, this is, look at this chalk monster. <laughs> look at this. This is so chalky. Yeah. To, to a break. This is a, I think the Chiefs are going to win. In a shootout and I can't afford Kelsey. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, Daryl Williams fits in and you, is able to get you, or like, 
you grab Mahomes and Hill, and then you're like, right, I gotta have Brady. Uh, you know, Gronk is cheap. Uh, like I think Scotty Miller could be a sleeper, and then you just have just enough left for for Darrell Williams. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely viable if if Antonio Brown is out because we would see Scotty Miller's uh targets and his usage uptick there. But it sounds like Antonio Brown's going to play. Like there was a report that came out on today when we're recording on Thursday that uh that he's he's looking good and he's looking good to play. But but going back to the Chiefs' running back situation, like at that price. You know, I, I still want to see what happens with Demarcus Robinson, who has uh, this COVID situation still up in the air. He's tested negative uh, every time, but he was a close contact. And uh, with, with Sammy Watkins, because if either one of those are out, then I think that kind of opens up things for Miko Hardman, who is 5,600, which is just $200 more than Darrell Williams. And, and you know, it's kind of similar to the Buck situation that we mentioned before. Like, I would just rather have the pass catchers, right? Like, for $200 more. I'd rather have someone like McCole Hardman who has this explosiveness, uh, and they've, you know, found ways to get him involved here in the postseason as well. So that's the way that I would be leaning. I just think, you know, given the matchup against the Bucks, offensive line woes for the Chiefs, um, Le'Veon Bell, I guess still could play. We could be looking at a three-headed situation here. Darrell Williams, uh, with all that being said, is probably the one that's most likely to score if they get down on the goal line. Yeah, I think that's probably true. All right. So, um, we talked about the pass catchers for um, Tampa Bay. We, talk, we sort of run through it all. Let's uh, let's kind of look at if you were so if you're picking captain, you got to pick a captain for this spot. Who uh, I mean, who are you rolling with? Is it just Mahomes, or are you trying to take a stand with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill? Yeah. So I've, the way that I'm leaning now, I am am looking at Kelsey and actually Brady as Ooh. my as my captain. Um, more so than Mahomes. Mahomes will be again 20 to 25%. And I do think each of Hill, Kelsey, and Tom Brady will probably be in like that 10 to 15% range in terms of uh their their captain rate here. Um but yeah, I think that Brady's probably playing from behind a good amount. I don't think that they're gonna, you know, run the ball all that successfully. And if that happens, like we could just see a three hundred plus three touchdown game from Tom Brady. Um so yeah. Uh, we got multiple people in the Twitch chat saying they would go with Tom. I mean, excuse me, with Mahomes as the captain too. Look, there, you're nothing wrong with Mahomes as the captain. Yeah. I mean, like he is, he's, I think, I think Frank, it depends on what type of contest you're entering to. Like if you're entering an MME, like a mass multi entry or a, uh, a huge, you know, um, GPP with, you know, if you're trying to, if you're entering that millionaire, million dollar contest, I don't think you can go with Mahomes as the captain. Now, okay. I mean, look. He's, there's a good chance he is the winning captain, but the problem is you have to hit every single thing right. And there are going to be so many duplicates of whatever you do from a, like, like no matter what, um, uh, by the way, Antonio Brown upgraded to, ooh, full participant with his knee, Cam Brate limited participant with a back injury. So there's, oh. that, that bolsters our Gronk thing anymore, although it would be quite annoying. If, um, Brait was somehow ruled out and we, and then all the ownership roster rate flooded to Gronk. So hopefully Brait plays, but is limited. I, I think I'll be off Brait then entirely and go with Gronk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like if you go with Brady as captain, and I don't think that's a t- like, remember that, you know, you can have a situation where, and look, Tom Brady's the fourth highest priced captain. You can have a situation where the Chiefs score 30 points. Maybe it's all Mahomes, but maybe it's like Darrell Williams. Maybe it's, 
a Clyde Edwards, you know, maybe it's a Tyreek Hill rush. I mean, who knows? But the Chiefs score a bunch of points. They have a 21 point lead and the Bucks are just bombs away in the second half. And if that happens, it Brady probably will end up being the guy who, who is, who is in the winning lineup is the captain in the winning lineup. Plus he gives you a little, you know, some diversity, uh, in terms of what you can do. You can go, obviously we're going to go Mahomes. I think we both agree you have to have the quarterbacks. We love Kelsey. And then I think that probably rules out Tyreek Hill or would you get greedy? I think getting all four in is, is pretty tough. And it's probably not something that I would be looking to do. Um, I think at this point I'm probably looking at like Gronk and maybe like a Ronald Jones or something like that just for some salary saver and then just like see how much we have left at that point. Let's toss Gronk in there and see. So you think Brady's the best captain or you like a Kelsey Tyreek better? I feel like Tyreek is just going to go off again. There's just not, you can't stop him. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're playing in some kind of, uh, some kind of tournament setting where you're trying to get to the top, like it's going to be popular, but Tyree kill at the same time also has the most upside of any person in this game in the captain spot. Like if he goes anywhere near his 203 again, then I mean, even if he's just a buck 70 and two, you know, like that's like he, he has more, he, his ceiling is the highest of anybody. Correct. Yes. Even as good as Travis Kelsey is. Um, so if we go Gronk there, that leaves us $9,000 left over. Is, are there any value guys that you're looking at, uh, in this range? We, you know, Miko Hardman at 5,600, I would guess will be pretty popular, but, um, yeah, looking like 20 plus percent rostered, uh, overall, which is, I mean, that's frankly a lot for his, you know, for what he does, right? Yeah. I, again, I think it comes down to like Robinson and Watkins, their, their game status. But Wait, where is Sammy? If if Sammy Watkins is actually cleared and he's good to go, at forty two hundred, he's had a couple of weeks to rest up. Oh man, you can do Watkins and then toss in Scotty Miller or Rojo or one. I don't I, I don't think you want to play the defenses in here, but I I don't know. The, I'm kind of intrigued a little bit by by these defenses just because I think you could end up. I mean, the Scotty Miller definitely outscore both of the Bucks and the. I don't, th- I don't want to, I don't want to play any kickers because of the weather concerns and the field is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is, is playing a defense an idiot idea? Probably. Uh, not entirely because, I mean, typically you want defenses who, well, whatever, favorite, the, the favorite in the game, um, are going up against a team that's likely chasing points. You're going to get a lot of dropbacks and Tom Brady has been turnover prone, right? So 12 interceptions in the regular season. That was his most since like 2012. Uh, he had three interceptions last week against the Packers. So I think it's chalky, like in terms of just defenses, uh, the Chiefs will be more rostered than the Bucks. But I, I think there's definitely a, an opportunity where you can get a few sacks on Brady, a few interceptions, maybe even a pick six, right? If like he's playing from behind the whole game, it's not crazy. Okay. I'm actually going to take walk back what I just said about the kickers, because I do think there is a path where Harrison Bucker, uh, ends up being a really valuable, commodity here. And that would be that the Chiefs have a double digit lead going into halftime because Andy Reid with a lead at halftime and the under is a sl- second half under is a slam dunk because he is going to eat clock and he is going to run. He's going to run a bunch of plays and he's not going to be afraid to take some shorter field goals down there. So if you get like three Harrison Bucker field goals in the second half, you know, that gives them a 19 point cushion. They're just trying not to let the Bucks score three times. I don't think that's out of the question. Yeah, no, it's, Look, you know, you know more about the kicker situations and Andy Reid than I do for sure. Um, 
So who who would you if we go with? I I really like Sammy Watkins. I think he's going to play. I think it'll be fine. If we yeah. go with Watkins, who would you plug in as the the next guy here? Well, look, if Braid is good to go, do we go a little dual tight end strategy? Yeah, I mean that's he's feeding his tight ends. I like it. Uh, Netflix and, and Dial says, I can't see how you put Brady as your captain, then turn around and say he's turnover prone as an argument to start a defense. Um, so here's how that works. If Tom Brady throws two picks, you're going to get some negative points, but those turnovers could, like, we're just saying in this Bruce Arians offense, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to push the ball down the field. Tom Brady is, they're not, this is not going to be the Pats offense where a, an interception would be shocking. He's, he, I think an interception would not be, Surprising at all for me by Tom Brady, especially given with Tyron Matthew in, in, in the backfield there. And, um, I, I just, I just think that you can have Tom Brady throw two picks and he could still be the captain just because his volume could be so high. Like he ended up throwing 60 times in this game. Yeah. It's kind of like the Jameis Winston effect, right? Where we saw, we would see games from Winston where he would throw like 300 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, and he would still get there. Right. So. Uh, and, and I wasn't saying that I want to use the Chiefs defense, but I'm saying like, if you wanted to make an argument for using a defense, I think that would be it, right? Is that Brady's playing from behind. He has been more turnover prone. Uh, they've just thrown the ball more in general this year in that Bruce Arians offense. So, uh, I will not have much exposure to a defense, uh, in this game, but I'm saying it, that would be the case for one is, is that Brady can be turnover prone playing from behind. Do you think that you have to have? Antonio Brown out to play Scotty Miller or is Scotty Miller viable no matter what? Uh, at his cost, I think you probably need Antonio Brown out to play him. Okay. Yeah. And Netflix, no, we weren't criticizing your question. If you have questions about DFS and you want to ask him or about prop bets, I mean, you can, you know, whatever you want, yeah, ask whatever you want in the chat. That's what we're here for. Although we, no, it's, a, it, it's, it's a good question, right? Yeah, because it might, sound, it might sound confusing for some people. Like, how are you telling me to use Brady and then use a the defense at the same time? But uh, again, like, in the showdown slate, more often than not, like people are going to be making multiple lineups, right? So again, you just want to play out as many different scenarios in your head as possible for game flow. Um, but I think most of them come back to Brady's throwing the ball 40 plus times here. Uh, and, and even if he turns it over, he, he can still get there based on volume. This is a highly concentrated marketing here on this advertisement. Deliver Modelo to your door. That is, that is in my, uh, that's in my wheelhouse as a, Big fan of Modelo Especial. I'm glad that I'm glad that like I was a little. I just realized that like that Fred Anderson Toyota uh, uh, ad is at the bottom here, and I was like, oh my god, well, I'm glad it's not like it's like like something like really you know because it's like it's like like some creepy advertisement that like suggests that I've been looking up other stuff. I don't even know if I've googled Fred Anderson Toyota on my. Um, that's where my wife gets her car service. I don't think I've looked at it on this computer. That's kind of creepy too. Uh, anyway, okay, so who do we like this lineup? Brady, Mahomes, Kelsey, Gronk, Watkins, and then we go with Brady. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think some people are going to gravitate to Ronald Jones as a salary receiver, but again, I just don't really see how that, how does that fit into the game flow, right? Yeah. Like, what are we, what is the hope for Ronald Jones? That he just, he gets eight carries in this game and falls into the end zone somehow? I just, of all the game flows that I see playing out, the one where the Bucks are playing with a lead in the second half where Ronald Jones really needs that to kind of hit big. That's probably the one like that I'm most least expecting. Yeah. And, but now look, if you, if you have an inkling and by you, I don't mean you, I mean the, the, the listeners or anybody, um, you know, watching on Twitch or YouTube right now, if you have an inkling that the Bucks will have a lead, 
you know, play those running backs. Cause they yeah. are going to, if, if they're, if they have a seven or 10 point lead against the Chiefs in the fourth quarter or, third, or the second half, they're going to be pounding the ball down the field, like pounded the ball he- aggressively. And I think they will know that they need to score to win, but I think they will feed those running backs. Uh, T Demp 87 suggests Rojo captain. Um, we're showing, uh, I'm looking at, and, um, I, I like to use established to run for my, my roster rates. So I'm not, I'm not going to give you the full price on it, but you know, I, I pay for established run. I can I can use them as I need. Um, that's a pretty nasty lineup right there. Nasty isn't good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's how you get everyone in. But at the same time, um, it, it just goes back to like playing out the game flow. Like, wh- what is the game flow where everyone here plus Rojo goes off? Right. I, so unless Leonard Fournette gets hurt, which is definitely a possibility. Yeah. And, or unless they've been saving, like I could see a situation where, you know, they've been saving Ronald Jones for the Super Bowl and they roll him out there as the starter and he's just pounded the ball and Leonard Fournette's coming in on third downs and everybody's shocked and he's playing Leonard Fournette. Um, and that's if you want to access all, both of the quarterbacks, the two top KC targets and, uh, and a, and a good, you know, like a Gronk or, uh, I don't even know if you can get to all the way up to Scotty Miller, but you know, you get the point. If you want to access all those guys, you are going to have to play a captain that is, that is much cheaper and hope that it pans out. The one concern I would have is that to Frank's point, you, it's a very specific game script where Rojo wins with your captain. Yeah. And look, speaking of Rojo and, and all the running backs in this game, I mean, that's the leverage on the field, right? So like just rostering any type of running backs, I think maybe outside of Fournette, Fournette's probably still going to be decent chalk, I think. Um, but you know, any type of Rojo, Clyde, uh, Daryl Williams, Le'Veon Bell, which you pr- just, just don't do it. Uh, th- that's the way that you leverage a field here. Yeah. It, if it's a run, if both teams running the ball a bunch and it's an under game and you just, d- you know, didn't see that coming. Um, all right. Do we think we put this in? Are you, you're in on, you're in on Brady as captain, right? I'm in, man. Okay. Um, I'm just going to look. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not in. I'm just, I'm just taking a peek to see what would happen. Yeah, we don't have to lock it in yet. We've got some time. How we differentiate this. So you go, Kelsey is your captain. Also, you look, you need to, you know, reserve your contest, figure out how much you want to spend, reserve your contest. And, and then you want to maybe fill them out the day of, cause you're going to have till 6 PM. So it's not like you're going to be crunched by noon. You have some time to marinate on this and you want to know what the deal is with Antonio Brown, what the deal is with Cameron Braid. There's, you know, what the deal is with Sammy Watkins. Like all those things matter because Miko Hardman and Demarcus Rob, you, like we need to know is Demarcus Robinson in? He's got this haircut situation. So Robinson, Watkins, Hardman are all key pieces for how KC's going to play. And then of course, Braid, Brown, and then by, you know, Trickle down effect on Scotty Miller and Chris Goblin are all key pieces for how Tampa Bay is going to play. So you have to, you really have to sort of, you know, be patient when it comes to that. All right. So we're going to get Tom Brady in there. So that leads us to 40. Oh, see, yeah. If we want to go Brait, we're out on Brait with, we'd have to go with Butker, Scotty Miller, Rojo. And I don't, I just don't think the way, the way we're doing this lends itself to. Or Tyler John Tyler Johnson's an intriguing sleeper option at least, right? Oh, he's a great player. It's just a matter of if Antonio Brown plays, how much does he get on the field? Yeah. Yeah, and a rookie in the Super Bowl is kind of tough. Um okay. So you there you have to decide do you want to go Kelsey and 
the the problem with going with Kelsey or Hill, and Debo, you can take that comment off if you don't mind. Um, the problem with going with Kelsey or Hill is that there's a very quick way to lose your lineup. Like if you go Kelsey and Hill explodes, you're not you're not you're kind of toast. Mm-hmm. Like you can still get the Kelsey points and catch up, but you're going to have no exposure to Tyreek Hill, and that's going to probably you know rip your lineup to shreds. Conversely, if you go with Brady and you have Kelsey in there, like he'll hurt you, but you know, you're like, you'll be able to, you'll be able to earn points back by virtue of Tom, you know, by virtue of having Tom Brady as your cat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can play catch up on the field because you're getting a half a point extra over like 90% of the field for Tom Brady, you know, getting those points. I think that made sense. Yeah, no, I think it does. Uh, what happens if we take Watkins and Butker out and we try to throw in like Mike Evans? I'm sure it leaves the final spot for like garbage, but yeah. Mm. 600, but what about Anthony Sherman? How about a, a little farewell to LaShawn McCoy? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if I can get there, LaShawn McCoy. The thing about Anthony Sherman is... I mean, you that, need this guy to fall in the end zone. <laughs> well, you need him to score a touchdown for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a long shot to score a touchdown, but, um, man, they do like to use him in some of those spots to score. And he, I, I feel like he... uh RJ's just got me kind of like, Feeling something's gonna happen with uh with him. Do they play LaShawn McCoy at all? I doubt it. I mean, they just aren't gonna give him any run. He's just there to catch a ring. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy has played three snaps in <laughs> in the playoffs. I mean, I I would rather take a gamble on Sherman scoring a touchdown than McCoy than Shady playing at all. Let's see how many snaps is Oh, I don't have Anthony Sherman snaps. Sherman's out there a lot, I feel like. Oh, I, 10 snaps. So more than three times as many as LaShawn McCoy. He's had 10 snaps in the playoffs? In the, uh, in the playoffs, yeah. Wait, wait. What if we, <laughs> you played, played 11% of the snaps last week. Are we doing this? Anthony Sherman? You gotta I... ask yourself, Will. Anthony Sherman and Mike Evans versus Sammy Watkins and who was the other one? Cameron Bright? Yeah. So Sherman probably projects for like a zero on a, on an average basis, but let's, let's yeah. say, let's say we get the Sherman touchdown. Oh, then you're gold. Yeah. But that's six. Evans is probably projecting around like uh, 17 points. So that's 23. I mean, like you're, we're playing this thinking like we're unlocking Mike Evans knowing we have to get an Anthony Sherman score. That's 23 versus Gronk and Brait. Gronk's probably like, I mean, you, you probably need Gronk to score in all honesty. Yep. So if you get a Gronk score, let's say that's 10, are you getting 13 from Bray? A banged up Cameron Bray. I don't think so. I think, I think Mike Evans and Sherman are more, have a more likely path to 23 fantasy points than, and like if you, like Evans can get 23 himself. Especially in a single entry type context. Yeah. And then Sherman, I mean, how owned is Sherman going to be? I mean, one percent. What are your uh, What are your roster projections? I mean, zeros across the board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it it'll be like sub two percent. Yeah. And I so yeah, man, I don't know. I kind of oh, wait, we've got Gronk in there. Wait, who are we? Who who is it? Brait and who are we looking at? We were looking at uh it was Bray and Watkins versus Oh, Bray and Watkins. Yep. So let's say Sammy best what's Sammy's ceiling here? 15? 
Yeah. Absolute. Well, maybe not, I don't want to say ceiling is 15, but I mean, I, the ceiling's probably 20. Okay. So let's give him uh, 13. And so then Braid has to get 10. So if in other words, if Braid catches a touch, yeah. I, Watkins, if he plays and Braid it is, it's the safer floor play. This is pro, this is the upside. Like if Mike, Mike Evans, is he, I mean, his upside is 30 plus. Right. So we can get a, oh, we, can get. we can get like eight catches for a hundred and two touchdowns or something like yeah. that. Um, all right. So we got to think on that. We probably shouldn't just pedal around with these back ends. Uh, any, any, any other sleepers that you would throw out there that you're, that you're eyeing? It feels kind of straightforward unless Rojo or Byron Pringle, unless you want to trust the defenses. I mean, I don't know. It feels straightforward. I just feel like. You know, if you want to be somebody who buys in on Miko Hartman at 8,400, go for it. I, it's not, not going to be me. I'd rather pay 6,300 for Sammy Watkins. If he's healthy, he's got a great playoff history. You're on captain prices, by the way, Will. I'm on captain prices. I was wondering why those were so expensive. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Um, yeah, so you just can't quite, ah, you just can't get there. Oh, man. All I want is Watkins, Mike Evans, Kelsey. Could you go Mike Evans captain? Is that crazy? Uh, no, no, it is not. And he just is soaks up all the targets for them. You toss Tom Brady in there. Uh, and then you got in a single entry. I'd probably do it. Like if you're MME. Yeah, sure. I'll get one of my Mike Evans lineups in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're doing a single entry, I mean, I think anyway, here's the takeaway. We're not going to fill, we're not going to finish filling out this lineup. We got time to do it because it, like it demands. Like I don't want to have if Sammy Watkins is a full go. I'm going to want to have Sammy Watkins in there at his price. You know, no, like that's what I think. Every filling out the back end of your lineup is you need some kind of salary savers, and that's still dependent on the news. So you're right. On Sunday, once we find out regarding Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, uh, and Antonio Brown, that will determine right. you know who our value plays are because. Say Watkins and Robinson are out. Uh, Byron Pringle at 1200 or 18, whatever he is. Correct. 1800. He's uh, instantly in play. Byron Pringle at 1800. If, if Watkins and Demarcus Robinson are both out, I'm playing Byron Pringle in every single lineup. Exactly. Yeah. And if like, if Braid is out, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be on Gronk because everyone is going to be on Gronk. Who's their, who's their third tight end? It's not OJ Howard. Who's their third tight end? Uh, it was someone who had a oh, uh, um, a random Tanner big. Hudson. Yeah, Tanner Hudson. What's his? What's his? Uh, he price? is two hundred dollars. <laughs> so if I mean, shoot, Frank, if if Brait is like a game time decision, he's going to test it out there and see what he can do. Tanner Hudson's not a terrible pivot either. No, I mean, remember the name seriously because they've been running these two tight end sets. I brought up the numbers earlier. In the postseason, Gronk, 60 routes, Brait, 51. Now, if Brait was out, we probably don't see Tanner Hudson run Brait's normal allotment of routes, you know, the 15 to 20, but can we get, you know, 8 eight to 12, 8 to 15 routes for Tanner Hudson? Sure, yeah, at $200. I mean, you don't, you need him to give you two or three catches. And if and one of those is a touchdown, it's like Bitcoin to the moon level. Like, <laughs> dog coin, let's go. Dog coin, yeah. It's Elon Musk tweeting about dog coin, basically. Uh, all right. So we're going to, you know what? I'm going to finish up this. We are going to plug this line in it because I want to, what do we have? We had Gronk. Yeah. Evans, Gronk, Sherman, Kelsey, Mahomes, and Brady. And if that first touchdown is like a 
Anthony Sherman up the middle, it's an absolute like tear your pants off and let's go party. Uh, or as RJ White predicted on the er, earlier on the podcast, if it's the last touchdown, it's a uh, it's a pretty exciting situation as well. All right, we spent like forty minutes on uh, this showdown site. Any other thoughts, Frank? Before we get out of here. Nah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It's the goat versus the baby goat. Very excited for this game. Uh, as a Jets fan, about as excited as you can be. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's go, man. All right, let's uh, let's do it, Frank. It's been a fun season. We will, uh, I'm sure we will chat again soon, my friend. Um, hello to everybody who just showed up in the chat. You can rewind it. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, sub- hit subscribe button on the Twitch or the YouTube page, wherever you're on. And when we go live, you'll get an alert to your phone, and you can fire it up and come join us. We will be live after the Super Bowl on Twitch and YouTube, the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports HQ, or the CBS Sports HQ Pick 6 Podcast accounts where you're watching now. Come game's over. Probably the second the game's over. I'm not entirely sure. Grab your favorite cocktail. We'll have ours. Come join us. We'll break down the goat versus the baby goat for Frank, for RJ, for Pete, for Kenny. I'm Will. We'll see you guys later.